0: I think it's 50 people can be together but still six feet apart
1: yeah. yeah though our parents have been saying that they're opening up church to an extent like you can have a certain amount of people in church uh... and we're all like all except for dad who's been silent on the the, <laughs> the subject all of us have just been like no, we don't want to go back to church yet. I was like, that's okay. We're right? fine. I really, It's been really We're having
2: nice. fun having church at home. It I haven't been. had to listen to anybody say anything offensive in sacrament meetings. I know. It's been awesome. Also, mom turned to me yesterday and was like, you're probably high risk anyway. And I was like, what? And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, yeah, I am. Because I mm. had pneumonia and I had mono and I had bronchitis like four years in a row and you like and technically, technically have, asthma? have asthma i just don't treat it
0: so oh, like man.
2: i actually probably won't be back to church right away yeah <laughs> Even when it does reopen
0: we're not
1: <laughs> and i'm yeah. quick to say now oh i had pneumonia that one time too i can't go to church <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i just yeah. used <laughs> this sounds messed up but i use zach as an excuse i'm like he gets sick so easily i'm not taking any chances
2: let's all just not get sick when we don't have to yeah Yeah. for
0: sure and let's just have a yearly quarantine or something just to keep things even i would (laughs) love that that'd be amazing Right,
1: and an excuse to so not have to see people emissions.
2: or go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, generally, I would love it if more, if if everybody would kind of recognize that a lot of these meetings can just be emails, and I we know. can all work from home on a pretty right? regular basis, and Seriously. it's fine.
0: Yeah, for real though. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. Adam's work, um, like a few days before, um, they had the directive to work from home. Mm -hmm. um they were saying no we can't do it it's impossible and then that same friday they sent everyone to work from home and it worked fine (laughs) it's like you're all idiots Yeah, (laughs)
2: Yeah. you just don't want
0: to relinquish control
2: that's exactly what it is they don't Mm -hmm. like to admit that people can get stuff done of their own initiative and that their constant supervision isn't like necessary they Mm -hmm. don't want to admit that And they don't want to admit that people can get an efficient day's work done in a couple of hours sometimes. (laughs) Like, that it just drives them crazy that maybe this whole working 40 hours a week thing that we've made the norm here is not actually the most efficient way to do things.
0: Yeah, heaven (laughs) forbid.
2: (laughs) Maybe it's actually stupid. It is.
0: I mean, they've done studies with shorter work weeks and people get more work done. Yeah, and they have more energy, they have and they're happier.
1: Yeah, that's what our um, the private school we went to did. Mm-hmm. They they thought that students would get more work done if they only went to school three days a week and only for four hours a day.
2: Yeah. and
1: we both graduated early.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: so I'd and it say that's a, we
2: were left to our own <laughs> devices. And yeah, like, I'm not, and I, I don't mean, think when you're important. left to your own
1: devices, you're either gonna get, you're either gonna just like goof off and do nothing and but that like that's like going to be a small percentage but then the rest of the people are going to
2: get bored eventually and just well, start the doing thing, the work i don't think it would mm-hmm. necessarily work for everybody but for people like us it just meant yeah. that we had more time to to work yeah out. i mean i definitely goofed off a little bit
1: and just like sat there drawing stuff but eventually i'd be like i should probably get some homework
2: done. i wrote six novels mm-hmm. and took a, a byu correspondence course from william shakespeare that was my professor's name it was awesome <laughs>
0: no way <laughs> Yeah. Did he that's change cool. his did he change his name?
2: Uh no, it was his real name. <laughs> that's
0: it was amazing. His real
2: name was William <laughs> Shakespeare. And I was just like, Well, I mean I guess if your last name's Shakespeare. I mean, yeah, you, you kinda your have parents to, have yeah. to I feel like that's what
1: Anne Hathaway's parents were thinking were thinking. Like, yeah. They were yeah. like,
2: Well, our last name is Hathaway and so... we've had a daughter. We should name her Anne. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Prevent. Apparently next year, I was talking to my friend who does speech therapy, and she's saying that the school system, they're they're thinking they're going to switch to a half-day program for all of their students next year Ooh. in order Ooh. to cut down on class sizes. So there'll uh-huh. be like a morning class and an afternoon class. So nice. the teachers will be there all day. But the students will be divided in half so that they can cut down on how many students are in the classroom at each time, and they're mm-hmm. just going to focus on the most important stuff, is what she was saying, and then the rest of it they do at home. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that sounds amazing,
0: right? For real, <laughs> like, though. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be great. Times are changing, and hopefully, people will start to make these permanent changes and. Lead us to a better future of not being slaves to our desks at our work. (laughs) Mm,
2: That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And we'll raise up a whole generation of students who are like, wait, why do I have to work all day?
0: (laughs) Thanks, guys.
1: (laughs) And we have a guest on the podcast today. Our cat, Piggy. Sylvester. He's back. And you might be able to hear
2: him purring. It's very loud. Yeah, he's really excited to be here. He'll be back and forth. He doesn't play games, though. He mostly just sits on your arms while you're trying to play games. He does play, though. <laughs> One day, I woke up in the middle of the night
1: to find him um, batting a ball around on my floor. Okay,
2: so this is a video game podcast. <laughs> it's still games. Let's get into some video games. Aaron, what have you been playing?
0: Okay, so I beat... Final Fantasy 7 remake way too quickly. <laughs> I've been done for like three weeks now or something like that. Um, and I loved every minute of it. Like, I especially loved watching Cloud grow as he very, very slowly learned to interact with people. Like He's super awkward but in a great way and really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> nice. Um, choosing materia for each character um and putting together like choosing spells and abilities in the middle of battles made me feel like a freaking strategist like (laughs) (laughs) like it just slows down the fighting and I'm like oh yeah I'm a genius you're going down like (laughs) just made me feel really cool
1: I totally understand that feeling Erin I won't I won't get into it until it's my turn but I (laughs) <laughs> totally understand that feeling. <laughs> yeah.
0: Another thing is I didn't think I would use any of the other characters because Cloud is just so cool and fun to play with. Um, but every character obviously has their own advantages and they've made it so that you kind of have to switch characters. And I was okay with that because they're all really fun to play with and they all have really cool abilities and different weapons that you can get. Um. The I game. noticed
1: that mm-hmm. just the other day I was watching some gameplay and I noticed that Cloud's Sword was a bit different. I didn't know you could change weapons. It made me suddenly really want to play the game.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, more like, than I already did. Uh-huh. Like Tifa, you get different gauntlets for her throughout the game. And Aerith gets different magical staffs. And Barrett gets different guns. It's really cool. And pro tip, something I wish I had realized like before I was almost done with the game... Is when you get a new weapon, um, you have to use its special ability like ten times, I think, before you learn it and can use it with other weapons.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah, I think I actually, I think I actually read. I mean, I'm really early on in the game, and I'll wait my turn. But I think I read that recently and I was like, oh so I actually need to use the other swords that I've gotten right yeah because <laughs> I'm still just using the buster sword right now
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and with the other characters it's the same and i I really wish I had known that earlier on because they have really cool special moves um yeah. but anyway it was super fun um no spoilers but my favorite part is definitely that bit with um Andrea Rodeo It's just wonderful. (laughs) And
1: I guess I will have to find out who that is in the future.
0: Oh you will. It's so great. (laughs) But yeah, I can't wait till the next game. And I yeah, like I said, I beat it too quickly, so I'm like, Hey, when's the next one coming out?
1: (laughs) I found out about two weeks ago that they were in parts. Yeah, you didn't. No, I had no idea. I had, I looked. I was just looking around on the internet, and I found an article that talked about how, like, how many parts are there going to be for the Final Fantasy VII remake? And I was like, wait, they didn't do the whole thing.
0: <laughs> nope, it is it the g-
2: first I had heard of it. That's how it got released. Yeah, yeah honestly.
0: <laughs> it is a giant game.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. Other than that, I am just trying to platinum Jedi Fallen Order and. Just Trying to beat Bloodborne before Ghost of Tsushima comes out.
2: Oh. It looks
0: so
1: good.
2: It looks so good. Yeah, it does look pretty. Fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh. <Ow. laughs> Piggy's attacking my hand. He is legit like attacking
0: her. <laughs> so, yeah. Elsa, what games have you been playing?
2: So, I kind of, okay, in, in some ways, this. This last month has been really different for me because for the first time in my life, I actually have been spending a pretty good amount of time playing multiplayer games. Uh, I got invited for like a virtual party um, because, you know, we're we're all still um, self-isolating and, um, you know, we did, we did Battle Royale and Minecraft, which I've never really done before. And it was, I got to give a shout out to my friend for this palace that she made and everything. Like she, she built this huge castle and it's just beautiful. And like, it's cheap proof as far as like you can't escape because she's put all this bedrock in there. (laughs) And she like takes your weapons away and stuff when you come in for the battle royale. And it's great. Like, I've never done that before. I've never played Minecraft in that way. For me, Minecraft was just Legos. I'm just alone in a virtual room with all my Legos, and I can create whatever I want. And um, but what she wanted to create was a gigantic murder palace. <laughs> and <laughs> and who so,
1: doesn't? Yeah,
2: and like now that <laughs> I've point. seen it, I'm like, obviously, this is how this game was meant to be played in the first place. <laughs> like, I understand the meaning of Minecraft now. <laughs> um. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. I was terrible. I basically just got murdered the set number of times to be kicked out of the game, like, right away. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was... But I was still, like, finding my way around the palace and figuring out how this works, and I was like, oh, okay, so you can't enchant things until you get to the top floor where all of the enchanting stuff is. Like, it was just really cleverly put together. <laughs> and um, so I'm probably going to do more of that kind of stuff in the future, but hopefully I won't be quite as, like, awful. Um, and <laughs> then... I also played Splatoon 2, which is one that I've been interested in in a long time, just because it's got such a cute, fun aesthetic, and I, I kind of like the idea of, like, swimming through the paint, <laughs> and of just trying to cover everything in paint, and, and be a squid kid. It, it was cute, and it was fun, and I started playing that with some friends, and um, I love it, and I'm probably going to keep doing that a lot. But this is very weird for me, and very different, like... My entire video game career has mostly been defined by avoiding other people. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really play with other humans very often, and when I do, it's like it's you guys, or you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely the demographic that they were thinking of when they were like, well. We could create a player two and then they can make their younger sibling play with them so they could beat them up. Like, <laughs> I don't know which person I am in that scenario, but they were definitely thinking of me because that was probably the only way we were going to get me to play with other people. <laughs> um, but that having been said, I also kind of went back to what I love. <laughs> um, I beat both. The Resident Evil remakes and then I played them again and then I beat Evil Within and Evil Within 2 and all of the DLC and then I went back and I played that again <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of survival horror and it feels so good uh-huh. I I missed survival horror so much I think that it's I, I feel like a lot of people I've been talking to during this quarantine time have kind of been going back to Things that make them feel cozy and happy and safe, and things that remind them of other times. Mm. We'll get to my part in a second. Yeah, <laughs> Jensen's been. Yeah, <laughs> Jensen's the prime example of this. Yeah. But I think I am too because, like, I definitely feel like I felt the urge to go back to survival horror um, because of I wanted that coziness, and it definitely felt like going home, and it made me really happy. Mm. I love I love survival horror so much, and Evil Within, um, the Evil Within franchise is dumb and fun and silly and I just I adore everything about it like there's the first game is wonderful and flawed but like it has so many things about it that are just really special and then the second game is like an absolute masterpiece like they just perfected the formula and made it that much better and the DLC is really good like they take your weapons away and it's a lot more about stealth and it's just it's so cool <laughs> and Yeah, then there's a Kiriyama mode where you have to do the whole thing in darkness, which I already kind of did partially, but it's just because I was stupid. There's a Mm -hmm. bit where you're supposed to grab chemical lights and you're supposed to use some chemical lights to light your path after you lose your flashlight. And for whatever reason, I did not find the chemical lights (laughs) during that time. And so I was just wandering around in the dark and I was like, okay, I guess this is the game now. (laughs) She somehow managed to get through the like most of this section, which is in pitch
1: blackness. And there's like three or four zombies in there <laughs> and she somehow got through it without getting killed
2: yeah it was really weird we should have recorded that <laughs> we
1: should have recorded it because it was she, she's like there was a lot of this... wandering in the dark she doesn't even you can't even see like the walls you can't you can't see where you're going at all <laughs> there's like occasionally a tiny speck of light but it doesn't really tell you where you are mm-hmm. and she's wandering around and every once in a while i hear zombie near her and then you can hear it like make the noise like it's chasing her. It'll be like, and then start chasing her. And she somehow manages to dodge it and go past it and then get into the safe area.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like she kept doing that over and over and over again. I really don't understand. And it was so funny because like, because I didn't know about the chemical lights and hadn't found them somehow. It's I like I later on, I don't know how I missed it because like, it's like right in front of your face. When you lose your, your flashlight, it ends with you facing the chemical lights. (laughs) And, like, they're right there. And uh, for whatever reason, I was just, like, better get going into this pitch black darkness. And I, like, wandered off. And I don't know how I made it we had section. to
1: find, We had to look up a guide in order to figure out how to do it. Because else was like, how am I supposed to navigate this well, place? It's was so because, dark,
2: I can't see anything. Like, I, I made <laughs> I was it to... like, You're supposed
1: to have chemical lights. Well,
2: what was dumb was that I made it to the place where I was supposed to be. And I was about to, like turn everything back on and go back but then I was like looking around and I was like okay well I did it but like that was I like stopped for a second and I turned to Jensen and I was like wait I think there's been a disconnect between me and the developer because that was way too hard (laughs) Like (laughs) I did it but I don't feel like it was supposed to be that way I think I missed something and I was like okay I give up look up a guide and see if I missed something and she was like oh you're supposed to have chemical lights and I was just like what (laughs) And then I think on your way, trying to
1: get back to where the chemical lights were, you fell in a pit and
2: died. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, it was great. I made it, it all. I made it all the way where I needed to be. Fine. And then it was on the way back to get the thing I was supposed to have in the first place that I died. Yeah, it
0: was i great. I think what must have happened is you were just going on Outlast instincts. You're like, oh, my light's yeah. gone, so I guess this is happening now.
2: I yeah. even said that. I was like, oh, it's like when you lose your camera. <laughs> and then I was like wandering. And I was like, except I really can't see anything <laughs> like, uh, with the one. When, when I lost the camera, there was still some semblance of atmosphere. This is just like, I can kind of see my character's shoulder and the rest of the screen's just black. <laughs> but like, uh, it was really fun. I love those characters. I love that story. Um, I legit cried at the end of the second game. Mm. Like I was in tears. I was all wrecked and stuff. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I love that. That's, that's going to be what I'm going to go back and play again for sure. Um, and then aside from that, I also am trash and did start playing final fantasy seven before I was done with any of this other stuff. Because <laughs> of course I did. And um, I'm enjoying it. I am. I'm not very far into it. I'm going to keep going. But, like, really positive things, this has got to be one of the coolest, most fun, like, battle systems that I've ever experienced. Yeah. Like, I am, I love this fighting. It's The flow is so nice. It feels so good, like, switching between your different options and between the different characters to fight. And it's beautiful. I love the atmosphere. They've really um, pumped things up a lot. And I... I, I don't know like for me this game doesn't have the same nostalgic weight that it has with a lot of people because I did not play the original Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. I'm only familiar about it through like otaku osmosis <laughs> like I I know these characters and I know a lot of the story beats and I could probably sit down and write for you a rough outline of what the story was and I'd probably be right about like 60% of it at least mm-hmm. Um, like I have a good idea of of who characters are and what their relationships are and and all of that, so I don't have as many expectations going into it. Um, but the one complaint I would make about this remake is that the the story that Otaku Osmosis has been telling me all these years, I can see where they're tweaking it. It's almost like as a writer, I can feel where those adjustments are being made. Mm-hmm. And um, having caught a few little things here and there that other people who are playing it and who played the original have said my impression is that we're kind of in like a JJ Abrams Star Trek universe where it's like they're intentionally making these changes and like we're supposed to be thinking about this as an alternative timeline. Mm. And I know you've played the rest of the game so you know you don't have to like confirm or deny but that's kind of the impression that I'm getting right now of the game is that we're in that kind of a scenario. Um and that having been said, I think it's a huge mistake to have Sephiroth show up this early. Mm. Like, I when he appeared at the end of the first chapter, my first thought was just, oh no. <laughs> 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 like, uh like not and not oh no in the in the like video game threat way, but oh no in the the writers don't know what they're doing kind of way. (laughs) Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like the right time. I think that they needed to let these characters breathe. They needed to let this story be great on its own and not just try and, I guess it's like, feels fan servicey to me. It feels like they are servicing a fan and I'm not that fan because I don't have that appreciation for the first story. I'm just somebody who's looking for like a good story now And it almost feels like they're relying on me already knowing and loving these characters. And I don't think they should be doing that. I think Mm -hmm. they should be making it independently great. And I don't know if I'm explaining myself very well. But, like, there's just been a couple of missteps here and there. And then there's, like, little things. Uh, Jesse so far, is a really great character. And I don't know why they are tempering that i don't know i feel like every scene of her where they start to give her a little bit of depth that they like immediately pull back like there's this bit great bit after the um explosion where she's like questioning like oh no like what if i did something wrong like how did i screw this up and and cause this huge disaster and it's like almost this moment of character development for her and then she just immediately starts hitting on cloud <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like there's It's almost like the writers were like, oops, better not turn her into a real person. She's really just supposed to be a sexy (laughs) lamp. And, like, they backtracked so fast. And she goes from being like, oh, no, what if there are consequences for my actions? And what if I have to take responsibility for this thing? And instead, she's just like, you're hot.
0: (laughs) Really I mean, I kind of wonder if that's like.
2: <laughs> so there's some character writing stuff that's pissing. I
0: wondered off a if little. that's like a. Co- I'll stop ranting. <laughs> You're good.
2: Overall, I'm really I keep, enjoying. You it. keep interrupting Aaron every time she tries to start saying something. <laughs> I I just want I just want to say I'm really enjoying the game. Okay, Aaron, tell <laughs> okay. me why I'm wrong.
1: <laughs>
0: so I kind of wonder if that's like a coping mechanism for her because she's you know sh- she's generally happy-go-lucky and. All of a sudden, there's this situation where, like, oh, my gosh, I might have just killed a bunch of people and destroyed a bunch of lives. And maybe her coping mechanism is just just default back to her happy self
2: because <laughs> she doesn't. Her coping me- mechanism her is th- that there thirst. is a man. <laughs> her coping mechanism is just pure thirst.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's Cloud, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: It is cloud. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep interrupting yeah. you. I had my volume. I kept yeah, knocking. Yeah, she keeps bumping the
1: volume on her headphones, and so it turns it down so she can't hear oh. you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. It's a
0: problem. Oh, no worries. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm going to hear how bad it is um, when we go back to edit the episode. <laughs> when we go back to edit it, gonna you're going to be myself. like, oh, gosh. <sighs> well, is it my turn? Yeah, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> I need to use your phone. Oh, right. I forgot
0: um really quick i i wanted to add i think my only complaint is when you're fighting um there's not a whole lot of feedback when you're getting hit it just shows Mm. numbers flying up in the air and it's like that's yeah is that me that's actually my enemy and then all of a sudden the screen is red and you're like holy crap i'm dying
2: yeah i definitely had a moment like that where i i like I just decided to glance in my inventory and be like oh do I need to take a potion and then I saw my life and I was like when did I lose all that health <laughs> right. that was actually a complaint I had from the demo
0: mm. yeah.
1: I felt I noticed that in the demo and I was like I hope they fix this I'm sad to see that they did not yeah
0: hopefully for the next Passable. game anyway yeah hopefully yeah. the
2: next game they they fix that but there's some feedback overall
0: it's a joy so yeah anyway it is a joy. go ahead Jensen What have you been playing? All
1: right. So, um, I've been busy. Um, Maybe not quite as busy as Elsa, though, strangely. (laughs) Um, So, I beat Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, For me, it was a life-changing game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really, though. It... It made it into my top 10, for sure. Maybe even my top five. It might even be, like, my my third favorite game ever. Dang. I really loved it. Um, It also made me appreciate tactical turn-based combat. I love that now. I did start to... I did reach a point where I started to get really frustrated with how long it takes for your enemies to make their moves. And sometimes it'd be, like, just sitting there. And it's like the computer's thinking. And I'm like, just make your decision! Gosh, you stupid person! Just attack me! Just attack me so I can attack you back! <laughs> Darn it! That happened a lot <laughs> towards the end. Um, but I really, I really liked it. Um, I I think it's just an awesome game. And it has a beautiful soundtrack. I saw Rob from PlayStation Access. He tweeted... Um, The the main main menu, picture the main menu saying he was thinking of starting it, but so far all he had done is sat there and listened to the music. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I fully understand that. I did that several times before I started playing the game.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we've Um, all done that with Skyrim. Let's be real.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've turned on Skyrim and not actually played it before and just like listened to the menu song. I have done that too. Yeah. (laughs) It's really fun. I also did that with Castlevania 64 very frequently when I was little. <laughs> anyway. Um, Wild
2: Arms. I used to do that yes, with Wild Arms. Yes, Wild Arms.
1: <laughs> Ugh, just fire it up for the opening song and then and turn Arms it too. off. All right. I wrote down some thoughts. It's a very short document for a, a Divinity because I wrote down all of my thoughts after I beat the game instead of during the playtime like I usually do. Um, one of them is just awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, my character's portion of the epilogue was a little disappointing, though. That's, like, one of my criticisms with the game. Because in most RPGs, when it, you know, it'll have, like, you make a bunch of choices, and then in the epilogue it says, like, the outcomes of your choices. And it did that, but then when it got to me, it didn't say any of the outcomes of my choices. It didn't say anything that happened to my character. It was just, like... You might have done this, or you might have done this. Only you know. And I was like, that's a cop-out. Come on, guys. Tell me what I did. You know what I did in this game. Tell me what happened to the world afterwards. It's really annoying. Oh, Oh, no, Piggy, Piggy, don't
2: chase Diggy. Leave him alone. Our cats are going to fight.
1: Oh, that's going to be so annoying. Um, And then, (laughs) so there's an ability in divinity that is to, it's, uh, suddenly I forgot English. Um, you have an ability to talk to animals and, um, it's like, it's a thing you can choose to have. And of course I chose to have it cause I love animals and I want to talk to them. But what's really funny about it is so many of the animals stories are really depressing. <laughs> They'll be like, I can't find my mommy. And then you're like, oh no, your mommy is that dead bear I found just a, a little while ago. <laughs> and you, you can either be like, time to grow up kid. Or you can be like, your mom is dead in that clearing. <laughs> And it just made me wonder, were the animal sections all written by the people who did Life is Strange?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's how it felt. Are we going to make fun of them forever? Forever.
1: But Divinity wasn't the only thing I played during the last, like, month and a half, however long it's been. So I decided to finally start Dishonored. Ooh. I mean, okay. For the second time, because I did start it right after it came out. I bought it. uh, I pre-ordered it when it came out on Xbox 360, and I started it and I played a lot of it, but then I think a different came a game came out soon after, and I got distracted and I never ended up finishing it. I feel like I I think of Pride and Prejudice when I think of the Dishonored series, because I'm always like, I would love that series had I ever played it. (laughs) I bought like all the games before I played it. You'd be a great proficient. I would be a great proficient had I ever learned. So I bought them and I just, I just decided to play it. And I realized as I was playing it that I was terrible at video games when I first played it all those years ago. Uh, Because I couldn't get through a single mission without either being seen or accidentally killing someone. (laughs) And then I went back to it, and I managed to beat it getting the Clean Hands trophy and the Shadow trophy, so for not killing anyone and not um, being seen by anyone, without having to replay any missions. So, I'm like, yeah, I was really bad at video (laughs) games before. (laughs) A lot of it feels like Thief, so much so that I think it might I think that it might be inspired by Thief and I think you should play it, Aaron.
2: I think you would like them. They're really yeah. fun. I have heard it has some of the best self sections. Yeah. And yeah.
1: and I found a guide um, at one point when I was I was looking up something about a mission that I was not sure what I was supposed to do in in one point. And it said something about the stealth way being the Garrett way uh, of playing. Uh, and I was like, Yes. yes. So I was like, yeah, it's definitely got some thief oh, yeah. information.
0: <laughs> yes. The OG.
1: Um, yes. <laughs> uh, also, so apparently, uh, when I was looking up stuff before starting it, looking up, like, advice for going through without killing anyone, there were tons of people talking about how the guards can accidentally, like, roll over into a puddle and drown. And so you have to be really careful about where you place the guards you've knocked out. So it sounds like the enemies are super easy to kill on accident. It never happened to me, but I just thought that was really funny. One person was like, was like I had to restart this mission because some idiot guard rolled over on his face and suffocated. Uh, you okay. have to take
2: care of the people you knock on. I did.
1: I was very careful not to put them on any slanted roofs and to place them where they weren't in a puddle and to throw them carefully so they didn't go downstairs (laughs)
0: sorry Um, i just need to apologize to our listeners because for some reason right now my mom has chosen to stomp around in her shoes in the kitchen right above me and slide (laughs) out the chair and it's not stopping (laughs) so Really sorry. Aww. i
2: recording it your <laughs> know. Place. Know. Yeah,
0: Really <laughs> sorry if you can hear that well, in the background.
2: <laughs> well, we can't hear it, so that's We, we can't side. hear it. And just
1: as a warning, at some point you may hear a cat fight <laughs> yeah. on our end. They're just staring at each other They're just staring right at now, each but other right but now. They're
2: staring at each other in that way that says they definitely want a duel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the last thing that I played during this time. Is I went ahead and I beat Mass Effect again for the 23rd time. And I have some thoughts on new experiences during my 23rd playthrough. I went into the Vehicle Bay before telling Joker to go to the Citadel in the very beginning and found out that you get a tutorial message if you do that. The tutorial message doesn't come up if you go into Vehicle Bay after you've finished with the Citadel stuff. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it before.
2: Not I just thought it was interesting. Shut up! Not to what? like, not not that what you just said has anything to do with this, but um, I just remembered that I should really put that food away. So um, while you're reading out your incredibly fascinating <laughs> list, I'll go, and it'll just be like a little surprise for me when I listen to the actual podcast. I'm gonna edit out that you said this because it makes me feel sad. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh,
1: there's there's one quest where if you there's a guy who's cheating at uh, this this casino and he wants you to use his like device that he has that will help you cheat. He wants you to go use it and test it for him. And if you instead turn it into the guy who owns the casino, he'll say that you can have a couple games of quasar, which is the game on the house so I've never actually taken him up on that before because I have zero interest in casino games and video games. Like, I don't, why, why would I, why would I spend my game time trying to get a, just a teensy bit extra virtual money when I could just go find a gun that I'm not going to use and sell it for like three times <laughs> that amount. So I've never actually used it before, but I decided to take him up on that to see if it actually gives me a couple free games. It does not. They're (laughs) a lie. I lost some money, (laughs) in fact. Oh, I found out that on Therum, when you go to get Liara, there's some lava. And I've always just avoided the lava because I was like, well, it's lava. Like, I'm going to die if I go in the lava. But this time I was like, am I avoiding the lava just because they want me to think that it's going to kill me? Or is it actually going to kill me? And it'll kill you. Yeah. (laughs) Always good. (laughs) I tested to make sure.
0: Just to know (laughs) for sure.
1: Oh, I found out that there's certain places where you can find invisible walls when you're out driving the Mako. And if you drive just right next to them, you can have the Mako grip the wall and start driving <laughs> up the side of it a little bit. Let's see. Oh, so when you go to Noveria, there's a part where you have to go down to the hot labs and you have to turn on the decontamination thing and kill all of the arachnids that are in there. And before I did that, I asked the computer system Mira... If, she, if there were any Asari in the hot labs, because you're, you're there looking for an Asari matriarch. So I asked her if there were any Asari, and she pointed out that there was an Asari standing right next to me, my companion Liara. <laughs> and I was like, that's not really what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did Vermeer before I did Pharos. So Vermeer's like, it's like the second to last mission, but you can actually do it third to last. And I've never done that before. And I decided to do it before Pharos. And it was interesting. I actually kinda liked it a little better because if you do if you do Pharos and then Vermier or Novaria and then Vermeyer, um, you get like if you do Vermeer second to last, rather, you get the ability to like find out where you need to go before you go to Vermeer, Um, and Liara will she'll like read your mind and see your vision, she'll like share your vision that you had from the beacon in the first mission. And then she'll be like, Oh, but we're still missing one point. But then after Vermeer, she'll do the same thing. And it's like, you have the exact same exchange basically twice in a row. If you do that. But if you go to Vermeer first, then she only does, you only end up doing it the one time because she doesn't have what, you don't have what you need for her to read your mind. If you do Pharaoh's last, Mm -hmm. That was really, really convoluted. I'm sorry, <laughs> that did not... That was not clear at all. But the point is, I decided to do the, the missions in a different order than I've ever done them before, and it was really interesting. Oh, I hit, like, a super weird bug. I think it was a bug. Um, because I decided to do Vermeer before Pharos, I don't actually know if it was a bug or if this is intentional. But... After I finished Pharaoh, so when I went back to my ship, it skipped the debrief with my crew, and that was definitely a bug, and I reloaded the game and I got it to happen, but then it skipped the debrief with the council afterwards, and I tried to get it, I I redid it several times and tried to get it to happen, and I could never get the council part to happen, and I don't know if that's intentional, because I did Vermeer first. Let's see. Oh, I I remembered that you can, if if you're romancing someone in the first game, you can go and dance with them on the Citadel. I remembered that I heard that one time when I was, like, I was reading around, like, about stuff on the, on, about the game, and I found you could do that, and I've always, like, wanted to go see if that's true, but I always forget, and this time I remembered to do it. And yes, you can dance with your love interest, mm-hmm. and Shepard is not a good dancer, so it's entertaining. <laughs> Um, and I found out that there's a preview item button in the equipment screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh. <laughs> 23rd time's the charm. <laughs> I know. Seriously, how did I miss it? <laughs> so, as I was saying before about going back to familiar things, apparently this is Jensen and Mass Effect. Oh,
1: yeah, because um, after I beat it for the 23rd time, I started the second game. With that that shepherd, and then last night I was like, "What if I What if I played the game, but instead I did Therum last, and I go get Liara last, and so I'm playing it again. I started it again last night, and this time I'm playing as um a character who's essentially Rosa from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, <laughs> but if she was a little bit angrier at everyone nice. else in the world." So, yeah,
2: it's good. It's fun. <laughs> I'm playing it again though. Have you gone back to any comfy cozy like this makes me feel like it's a warmer happier time in my life kind of stuff, Aaron?
0: Um not really. I I've, I've been so I've been in a weird mood. I don't know. This has been going on for like a couple of years now where um I don't know. So I guess I did it a while back when I went back to Arkham Knight. But then... Oh, I remember yeah. that. But then I go on long stretches where I just want to play something new. and But I'll still mm. go back and play old games. They just won't be as fresh. And, you know, obviously like that new experience. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I I think it's just... Because I went so long without being interested in any games that were coming out. And all of a sudden, this new generation, every game that comes out is amazing. And so it's like, okay, more, Mm -hmm. more, give me more.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) I totally get that, actually. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. I definitely get that. Well, we're on to our questions and the topic of the day, now that we have heard all about all of the games we're playing right now the topic of the day is genre first question is dark souls a jrpg and what makes a game of jrpg and erin you can explain how this conversation <laughs> came about <if>
0: you like. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i was watching a playstation access video they've started doing like top 10 videos in place of the tuesday checklist because um, they can't all be yeah, yeah. So. and I can't I oh duh okay sorry I forgot which order he did it in <laughs> I think the first one Rob did was um top 10 JRPGs on Playstation 4 <laughs> and he showed some of the footage with his meeting with Rosie and was it Dave
2: oh yeah and then they yeah. were <laughs> yelling it brought back
0: so many memories. <laughs> they were just yelling at each other like Rob is trying just to defend his side of why he, what he thinks a JRPG is and Rosie and Dave were just like <laughs> closing in on him and yelling at him and interrupting him. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, is this like this is an actual thing?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, and I I started thinking about it. And my, I, I agree with Rob, um, which I don't think of Dark Souls as a JRPG. Um, yes, it's an RPG that was made in Japan, but I think traditionally um, JRPGs mean like, party members, turn-based fighting most of the time, bright colors, plot exposition out the wazoo. Um, as opposed to <laughs> environmental storytelling, uh, mini games and. Yeah,
2: Dark Souls <laughs> is way more focused on environmental yeah, storytelling. Yeah.
0: And yeah, mini games and much happier characters in general. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> honestly,
0: I think Dark Souls could be its own genre, like the Soulsborn genre. Let's call it that. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, before Demon Souls, were there any, had there been any games like that?
2: Um, I mean, it, it takes elements from a lot of different video game traditions. It's kind of, I don't, I don't know that there was, there's a few things that I think Dark Souls does that nobody had done before, but mostly they just improve upon mm. things that had been mm-hmm. done before, is how I've always kind of looked at it. Yeah.
1: Well... I'm like, I'm not sure how much I want to get into it because we're going to eventually get to my part. But like, well, to, what, what makes an RPG is... I was telling Elsa about this before and I bored her <laughs> senseless with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. I have my own definition that's much better than yours, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what makes an RPG is the element of choice and an inventory system. Those are like the baseline things you have to have for something to be an RPG, a role-playing mm. game. The never mind a JRPG. Like JRPGs obviously have those things too. They have to have like an inventory system or an element choice. You can have an RPG that only has one of those things, but more often it's going to be classified as having RPG mm. elements rather than just being an RPG. Right. But that's where Dark Souls is an RPG is like the fact that it has that inventory system and it has the element Mm -hmm. of choice. And that's really what, what it comes down to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get to too much. I'm like how, how gauging how much I can get into this without just like forfeiting my (laughs) section.
2: (laughs) Well, I would love to give my weird definition of a JRPG. Which I think will shed some light on it. Go for this. it. I'm gonna just read it. I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna like word for word read it. Although this does sound a little bit like I'm supposed to be putting together an academic article. <laughs> um, so I just, I couldn't help but just think about similar arguments from a couple of eons ago about what defines anime, because I feel like the, those were sort of the flashbacks I was getting when I watched that video and I saw um, everybody yelling at Rob. <laughs> is that I was just remembering all of the debates about what anime is. And I think that saying that it's just an RPG that's made in Japan is basically equivalent to saying that anime is just animation that comes from Japan. And it's like way too simplistic and leaves out way too many things that should qualify and doesn't really recognize that this is an artistic movement. So essentially, this is the... This is the definition that I came up with. Um, video games are a medium and a JRPG would be an artistic movement within that medium, which is characterized, but not necessarily defined by certain attributes such as, but not limited to, aggressive length while still limiting options within that length, NPC-driven narratives and exposition, party mechanics, turn-based fighting, limited inventory management mechanics, stylistic influences that cross into other medium, like anime... And, heavily influence on, and heavy influence on strategy, both on macro and micro play. Um, that having been said, I think that Dark Souls has some of those characteristics, but I don't feel like it is extensive enough to be called a JRPG. It's probably enough like a JRPG that if people really want to die on the hill of Dark Souls being a JRPG, fine, I will let them live there. But, like, I am never going to think of it that way. So there's my <laughs> answer. <laughs> um, I realize that what I said before may have made it
1: sound like I was trying to say that it is a JRPG. I am not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I also believe that Dark Souls, it's like, yes, it's an RPG, absolutely. It has to be one. Yeah. Um, But... And yeah, it's it's a JRPG in that it's a Japanese role playing game, meaning it comes from a Japanese company and it's a role playing game. But, it's but it not, is not a
2: JRPG. It's not taking in it le- It's not taking in more than thirty yeah. percent of some of those characteristics it, that get shared over other genres yeah. as well.
1: It doesn't have any of the character uh, characteristics of any game that is classified as a JRPG. It has more in common with Western mm-hmm. RPGs. It's similar to um, how Dragon's Dogma, uh, that's an RPG from a Japanese company that has tiny like it has some elements of like a JRPG in there, but it's like it's it's more in between. Yeah. Like I I definitely would call it a I would go I would call it JRPG light, mm-hmm. you know, where well, it's still I got think... like those sort of Western RPG attributes
2: i don't know it's it's just i would say that aaron i think hit on an yeah. important point that it kind of redefined it's like it's all it kind of carved out its own yeah niche well it did in the rpg because now genre. there's
1: there's a the thing like we have a new genre that's like the souls born genre yeah because you
2: know? to me the there's a few things that make something feel like a souls like game um and I could get into that, but like I think that would maybe be better for another day. Well, but I can
1: like, I can name games that are now in that genre. Yeah, like those, Neo uh-huh. and Neo Two. Yeah, Surge, we, know. we know. Lords of the Fallen.
2: <laughs> um, but like overall, it just feels like it's executed and it's structured more like a Western action adventure RPG than a JRPG. But they, you know, Japan basically made a better Western RPG than the West mm-hmm. did. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much essentially what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Okay,
1: okay. Depends on the type of RPG, because if we're talking like if we're talking like the RPGs that are more about choice than about anything else, then I'm sorry Mass Effect
2: is the best one of them all. It is. Don't Maybe don't, the
1: second don't at me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I think Aaron's right. I think it kind of carves out its own space. Yeah, mm. I agree. <clears throat> it's different. It's like almost got a bit of dungeon crawly elements to it, it as well. It does. You know?
1: Especially because like um, the, like, town areas, like, the areas where you would the hub take refuge, yeah, the hub areas, are so small and are so closely connected to the dungeon areas that it almost doesn't feel like you have any sort of hub. And, like, a lot of the time you your know? goal is just to kind of try to open yeah. things up. And... and it feels like you're always in danger. I love that. You know, dungeon crawlers, that's, like, that's kind of the the way that I define a dungeon crawler is, do I feel like I'm always in danger? Then this is a dungeon crawler.
2: <laughs> I kind of want to go to Dark Souls. Again all of a sudden. Do you have any other thoughts to add, nah, Jensen? I think I'm good. Okay. So, if you could only play one type of game for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I kept this very loose precisely because, um, you know, I feel like we just sort of demonstrated how there's some crossover between different yeah. RPGs, but, like, or different different types of games but just pick the one that you think you defines you, pick the one that you think has elements of most of your favorite games i guess <clears throat>
0: um yeah i'm going to go with rpg like i enjoy a good story but i also love to wander around picking up side quests and just getting lost in everything like the more the merrier. It's so mm. great.
2: Yeah, Jensen picked RPG as
1: well. Yes, I did. Um... I'm the same way. I want I want the story, but I also want to be able to wander, and I want to be able to like immerse myself in the world and feel mm-hmm. really connected to my character. And make choices about what my character would do and sometimes have them backfire on me horribly. (laughs) It's
2: great. Well, and for this question, I wasn't really focused on creating anything, like, difficult to answer or anything to really make you think too much because I just think it's a fun question. But, like, uh, to me, RPG is almost like the objective right answer because so many games do have RPG elements. You'd be pretty... You'd have so many games Mm -hmm. to choose from. Yeah, like, you'd have so many games to choose from. But I went ahead and decided to go with survival horror because yeah. some of my very favorite games are definitely not RPGs, but are survival horror. Yeah. whereas some of my favorite RPGs arguably have survival horror elements. Yeah. So I could probably get away with like still playing bloodborne. Yeah, for example.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that one's scary. Yeah. Vampire. I told you it scared the crap out of me this most recent time playing it but for different it reasons. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> but still scary. Okay, and top 3 fighting games. Aaron.
0: Okay, so I don't really like playing fighting games because you have to memorize all of those combos and just who has time for that? <laughs> um <laughs> right. But going back to a simpler time from the Super Nintendo, I do really like Killer Instinct, Street Fighter 2, and Mortal Kombat 2. I always loved to watch my brothers play those. I mean, video games in general, but especially those because they were really good at them. Um, And I was actually okay at Killer Instinct, especially when I played as Cinder or Orchid. So yeah, those were just enjoyable and childhood memories for me
2: if we're including like hack and slash games and not just pvp or side scroller then i have to say that bayonetta and devil may cry get to like battle it out for top for like one <laughs> and two um and then three would just be like i mean why not let's just go with ww2k20 <laughs> as a joke um, <laughs> no i feel like elsa's stretching the definition of a fighting game I, well, yeah, that's the thing, is I might be. But if we're, so if we're just talking about, like, PVV or side-scrollers, then I also immediately reverted back to my childhood. And I was thinking about, like, Super Smash Brothers and, yeah, Street mm-hmm. Fighter 2, that was one of my favorites. It was so fun. And then I know this isn't a fighting game, and once again, I'm stretching the <laughs> definition, but did anybody ever have more fun than when you were playing against your friends on 007? <laughs> yes. Oh man, I had so much fun. I don't even care if that one doesn't count. It it. doesn't count. It doesn't (laughs) count,
1: Elsa. It's multiplayer, it's a first person shooter multiplayer. No, it doesn't count. But. You're fighting. I agree. Your that, that game is awesome. It's not the same. Just because you're fighting your friends, you can, that would be any game where there's multiplayer if you're just saying a fighting game is one where you fight your friends. Okay. That's
2: just any multiplayer game. I know you're right, but it's really fun to see you rant, so I kind of want to <laughs> dig in my heels and pretend. It's not real. No, you're stupid. Okay. Okay. But
1: I do I do have to say that the day that me and Kim discovered the big head cheat on 007 was like the greatest day of our young lives. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, so it's my turn. Yes. Um, I need to see your phone. So I, just like you guys, I had to go back to my childhood because I'm, I'm not really into fighting games now, but I was really into them when I was younger. And I'm going to go backwards. My third favorite would probably be Eternal Champions. I've never heard anyone talk about this game, but I loved it. And there was a dude named Xander who he always wore like a a hood and he was all like mysterious and he had magic coming out of his eyes. He was really cool. He was my favorite character. And uh, I used to play that game a lot. And then also Street Fighter 2. That's number two.
2: We all had Street Fighter 2. That's
1: because Street Fighter 2 is fantastic. (laughs) It is really fun. I was obsessed with Street Fighter when I was little. Um And I loved Vega, and I loved Cassie, and uh, I always tried to get Blanca to do the electric thing, but as you said, Aaron, trying to remember all of those combinations, ain't mm-hmm. nobody got time for that, and it's I could never remember how to do it. Crush
0: oh, yeah, I was always Chun-Li. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. Chun-Li is awesome.
2: To the athlete,
1: <laughs> and I wanted to be Guile when I was really little. I just wanted to be him. And I would jump off of our the, our porch onto our driveway and do forward rolls because I thought that that would make me guile. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I was so Aww, dumb. That's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my number one fighting game is Soul Calibur. Yeah. The whole Soul Caliber series, I love them, but the third one was my favorite. I was still playing that one up through college. And I even bought the sixth one recently, because I was like, I really want to rekindle my love, but I haven't gotten into it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's sad. Oh, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get Mm -hmm. into it
0: eventually. One, sorry, one thing, I just had a fond memory of sitting at the Super Nintendo and putting in Street Fighter 2 and plugging in the second (laughs) player controller, but just, me playing and beating the crap out, yeah, just, just to, to beat, beat them, up. them up, just to see if I could yes! get those combos. And I had a blast, I would do that for hours,
1: yeah, <laughs> and try yes. all the I did that with the yeah. turtle champions because no one would play it with me. <laughs> so I would just do that. I plug in the, the second controller and then I just beat the crap out of them by myself.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah good times. <laughs> uh, top three RPGs, Aaron,
0: obviously Skyrim. Um Final Fantasy 7 remake now has made the list and Witcher 3.
2: <laughs> okay, that nice. makes me feel really good that Final Fantasy 7 is on your top list cuz I'm I yeah, like I said I'm still early into it and I'm looking forward to Oh um,
0: yeah. This is go. <laughs>
2: um I think my top 3 I was going to say that I could only pick one of the Soulsborne games but then I decided that's <laughs> stupid. So my so my very top one, my tippy top one is Bloodborne, and then uh, just slightly below that is the first Dark Souls, and then I'm actually going to go ahead and put Witcher Three on the list too because even though it had some issues, overall it was just a delight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one. The and issues
1: I, being mostly yeah. the issues
2: being mostly <laughs> control based, like. The actual, like, I don't know, the story just got me. I loved it so much, and I love those books, so I was, I never had a chance. Anyway, Jensen.
1: <laughs> Your problems were at the controls, and then that one time you accidentally screwed yourself over right before the fight with Deadlift, and I had to fight him for oh, you. Oh, that
2: was so funny. <laughs> I made Jensen fight Deathlift for me. It was like full on, I'm six years old again and I don't want to do this. She yeah. was like
1: if she she pulled me in there for, on the pretense of being like the controller's not working. I can't seem to fight him. And then once I was like doing it, I'm like, it's fine. She was like, can you just
2: beat him <laughs> for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's exactly yeah. what happened. It took me Although, three ti- it in tries. All, in all fairness, I really was having problems with the controller. Yeah. Um, but it seemed to work fine as soon as you took it away. Yeah. I bought a new controller right after that because I was legitimately having problems. Some yeah, of buttons, her controller mm. is kind of bad. The share button is sticky and you can't even mm. really press it too. Yeah. So and and yeah. like sometimes, especially towards the end of that game, I started to notice that that thing would happen where suddenly Geralt was just <laughs> spinning in a circle. And I was holding the controller up like this, and like not touching it. And I was just like, "Why? Why Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Jensen just beat beat him for me. Yeah, I beat him for. Her. Gosh, fun. that made me really sad. It was fun though, cause going from I was I was in the middle of Divinity when I
1: went when I did that, and so I was like going from a tactical turn-based game to Witcher Three. During a like a really difficult fight with Detlef, where Elsa had forgotten to bring along any repair hammers, so both of her swords were broken. I was out of food. all of her her I was armor, all was armor was out broken. Of she was out
2: of food. I was fighting in janky armor and a janky <laughs> sword with no food and no way, so like no way to heal myself <laughs> besides the potions. She had completely screwed no. herself over, and like there was no and there was no and if I went back to the very earliest save I had, it was just like a hair too late. Yeah. It was so bad, and I was just like, I don't know what to do, and I'm not having fun, and I hate this stupid boss. And site. she had sold all her other weapons, so she only had the broken oh,
1: swords. No. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I just made I made bad choices. <laughs> she made really bad choices, and so I go from divinity with tactical turn base and a completely different control setup to this really difficult boss fight where i elsa basically shot herself in both feet and and the head and i'm like in the moment trying to learn the controls while trying to dodge
2: him but she's just and i managed good. it in three tries okay. in my defense in my defense witcher 3 is not known for its boss fights no they're not great but that oh, except one except for hearts of stone those boss fights are yeah. really fun yeah well I haven't played. Parts of but... Stone had good boss fights. But that one with Detlef, he has two
1: transformations oh, no. as yeah, well. And they're both and they're and they are both. The stupid. first one <laughs> is it's pretty easy to beat the first the first like version of him. Then the second version of him is Insanely hard, just because. Well, okay, it was insanely hard in Elsa's situation because of everything that we just because said. Because of my fat. Poor um, but also, you have to get the timing for dodging all of his attacks just right, or else he takes down huge amounts of damage. And um, but then the third, the third like section is super mm. easy. So I just had to get through that second section. This was supposed to be such a short question. I'm really sorry. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just remembered what question we're
0: on. Oh no! (laughs) Sorry to pile on, but I just remembered I did something similar to myself in Skyrim. Um, The mission where you infiltrate... Is it the Thalmir?
1: Oh yeah, I've never done that one. I've always wanted to. It looked cool.
0: Um, Very hard mission. High level. And yeah. you have someone who says, I will take all of your weapons for you inside. And so <gasps> awesome. he's like, so you Yeah. Have no and so he's like, Do you? <laughs> I love that. He's like, Are you ready? And I was like, No, I don't want to give you my weapons yet. I want others. I'm going to do other stuff first. And so I went off and did other quests. And when I came back to him, I couldn't give him my stuff. And so oh no. I had to abandon them in like one of my houses and go in oh. with no weapons and no one, oh no. no one to sneak me any weapons. So I was just fighting with magic oh no. <laughs> and I also oh no. I got in a very bad save spot. I was like at the end of a hall oh. of the hall, and there were these soldiers coming at me, and I died so many times, but I came out stronger oh. because of it.
2: <laughs> oh. see, I did not. I gave up, and I made Jensen do it. Uh, I was like, this game was poorly designed. I love it, but like, there should be a way for me to go see a blacksmith at some point during the last four hours of this DLC. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) quick confession though I absolutely love missions where you have to give up all of your stuff or you like lose all your weapons and armor and then you have to like just Mm -hmm. figure it out I love (laughs) that it doesn't happen enough in games. I love mm-hmm. it so
2: much. I actually love that, too. It's just that it does have to be designed for it. Yeah, that's true. But, like, <laughs> one of the saddest
1: things is that, to me is that in um Dragon Age Origins, there's a quest like that, um, which I, y- you can avoid the, the entire quest. You get arrested at one point, but only if you lose this one fight. And I always purposefully lose because I love the, the whole getting mm-hmm. arrested thing. And then trying to get yourself out. And you have a couple options when you get arrested for getting yourself out. And you can either control one of your companions and try and come rescue you. Or you can control yourself and break out. And I love controlling myself and breaking out. But the one sad thing about it is that you find your stuff, like, immediately after you break Uh. out of the the cell. And then you just can go through the rest of the thing all (laughs) super powered. And I'm like, gosh darn it, I wish that you had to, like, break out and then slowly Mm -hmm. find your stuff. But you do in... Dragon Age Awakening, the DLC that's like attached to the first game, you have a moment like that where you get captured and then you have to slowly find your stuff. And yeah, it's they awesome. do that in
0: Thief: Deadly <laughs> Shadows as well. it's super fun. Yeah, they do. The first oh, time, I love that. yeah, I don't think I got far enough. It's great too. It's like a story. I got thing like the first time the city watch oh, catches nice. you, or you know, kills you. They take you to prison. But yeah. after you break out, they're like, oh. yeah, we're not giving you any more chances. We're going to kill you now.
1: <laughs> oh, I remember doing mm. that, actually. Yeah, I do. I did do that because that was it. That was kind yeah. of at the beginning. I The the point that I got to in Deadly Shadows was um, I the first time I saw a zombie, <laughs> that's when I stopped playing. <laughs> I like... I saw the zombie, and I was like, uh-oh, and then I shot a fire arrow at it, and it, like, caught fire, and I think it ran at me a couple steps and then died, and I was, like, turning it off. <laughs> I was like, that's too scary. I can't handle it. Oh. Anyway, sorry. Can Your phone is making really loud noises. No, I don't know why. Oh, it's because we turned up the volume when Aaron called us. Oh, right. Sorry, we still were on that yeah, question. Yeah, your
0: turn for top three RPG. <laughs>
1: okay, so my number one is obviously Mass Effect Two. Yeah, I mean, did anyone see the see anything else? I mean, like obviously. that was obviously gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, um, my number two is actually Divinity Original Sin Ooh. Two. I really loved that game. You guys should play it, and it's multiplayer. Like it's local multiplayer too, couch Ooh. co-op, Aaron. You were saying a little while ago you wanted a couch Mm -hmm. co-op RPG. Divinity Original Sin is couch co-op. It's awesome. Split screen. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, And then my third favorite is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was going to put Witcher 3. And I also debated with um, Outer Worlds for a little while. But I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey just, it had to be the third spot.
2: I love it so Mm -hmm. much. We understand. Mm -hmm. It's really good. So, top three puzzle games. Erin. Alright,
0: so I also haven't played too many puzzle games, so I'm gonna kind of stretch the the definition here. <laughs> um, but the first one actually is a puzzle game. It's Portal. Um, my second is The Last Guardian. And What Remains of Edith Finch? I mean, the last two have puzzly elements, so yeah, that's like as close as I get.
2: <laughs> I sure mm. think it counts. I think we'll allow it. <laughs> and on that note, I'm actually gonna have what remains of Edith Finch on Ooh. my list as well, under the very like pretentious opinion that the story can be a puzzle.
0: <laughs> I like <How's> it. That? <laughs>
2: does that work? Yeah, does that, that work for you? Like yeah. there are some puzzly, there are some puzzly elements to it, but I do feel like what remains of Edith Finch is more of like a mystery. Uh, like, you know, it's a it's a simulated walkthrough, but like you are uncovering mm. this mystery, and it's kind of lovely. And it is a great game, and I do love it. So, yeah.
1: and all you need for something to be counted as a, a as a puzzle game is for it to be a great game that you love.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's the entire criteria. Um, my the other two, though, I'm going to go with Inside, which I actually have after a couple of playthroughs and stuff. I've decided I think I liked it a little bit more than Limbo. Um, and I just love that they're. I love how atmospheric those games are. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, oh, they're really good. And right. then, and then I have to mention Labyrinth of Lies because I have probably played that game through. I, I don't know. I have lost count of how many. Nancy times.
1: Drew. Yeah. I was like, what is Labyrinth of Lies? It sounds so familiar. Nancy Drew. Yeah. Duh.
2: Yeah, it's the one. I'm changing set in my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: My okay. coming up answer.
2: <laughs> what's, what's your answer? Okay. So I'm going to do Portal
1: 2 for my number one. And then for my number two, I, am, I also want to do a Nancy Drew game. I have to decide which one. Since I decided just now that I was going to do a Nancy Drew game, I have to think about you which know, one's my favorite. if
2: you ever read the outline, you would have known to do this
1: <laughs> I read the outline, but I forgot about Nancy Drew games being puzzle <laughs> games. Um, I think... I think I'm going to go with um, Secret of the Scarlet Hand, because I haven't played that one as much as, like, say, Message in, a ha- in the Haunted Mansion, but I really love it. It has a special place in my heart. Also, all that Mayan stuff is really fun to
2: learn about. I haven't played it yet, but the one that's set in Japan... <gasps> that one's really fun.
1: I've only played a little bit of it, and it's a bit spooky. You yeah, play it.
2: Mom... Uh was getting really frustrated with the bento game. So I took it from her and I played just that part. (laughs) And I beat it immediately and she was really annoyed. And then I just made bento boxes for like three hours after that. Yeah. Because it was just fun. (laughs) Those (laughs) games are great. I love those games.
1: Um, And then my number third... My number third one... My number third one uh, is actually going to be Mahjong. Because I really love Mahjong.
0: It's I think I have to enlist your help on Judgment, then. There, I have to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's mahjong. There mahjong? I I need your I need your help fun. because I have no idea what the rules are, and I've watched YouTube videos, and I'm like, what is going on? So, yeah. Okay. I have to have you help like... me.
1: Okay. Cool. I love mahjong. <laughs> it's so fun. Cool. Is it really a puzzle or is
2: it strategy? It's, yeah, a it's puzzle fun. game. Okay. Cool. It, yeah.
1: counts. All right. it counts. It counts. A, yeah. When I searched puzzle video games in Google because I wanted to be sure I was choosing puzzle games, it suggested Mahjong, well, and I I'm, was like,
2: oh, dang! Well, I'm glad you put that modicum of work into this video game podcast. Erin, what are your top three action adventure titles?
0: Um, I Probably in no particular order, because they're all so good. Um, Arkham Knight batman um yeah batman arkham knight (laughs) sorry like i have to remind myself (laughs) that maybe not everyone's gonna know what i'm talking about i know you guys do anyway i'm waffling (laughs) um batman arkham knight (laughs) uncharted 4 and spider-man ps4 Mm. yeah these are good uh,
2: these are good answers but like here's the thing I know that I wrote this outline, but I am not going to answer this question. (laughs) I'm going going to change it to top three survival horror, because if I did my top three action games, it would just be the three action games I've played. Like, and this is real, okay? We, Jensen went through and was like, yeah, I was like, you've you've totally played action adventure adventure games." games. And she rattles off like 20 titles, none of which I've played and we just finally I was like shadow of mortar and she's like I started it yeah <laughs> and that was like the only one and I and I mean I liked it but I haven't played it enough that I feel like it should be on my top three anything <laughs> list so yeah I mean basically I don't really play action adventure games and I need to you play. ought to at I least know. play well, the Entryna now games. I have a list of 20 to try <laughs> don't I
1: <laughs> that you'll get to after you're that done you beating evil within I,
2: for the 60th time it was so funny because you were like so sure i'd played them i was as you were <laughs> i was shocked <laughs> i
1: was like <laughs> you haven't played tomb raider you haven't played uncharted you haven't played any of these games you haven't even played control what
2: the <laughs> oh, yeah control anyway <laughs> i know yeah i should mm-hmm. play control Um, anyway, I'll do, I'll do top three survival horror instead, um, because I have played a lot of those. And, um, for those titles, I think I actually am gonna go with Outlast. Um, it's, yeah, I love Outlast for so many reasons. And, um, I'm actually gonna say Evil Within 2. I know that I just played that one recently, and so who knows if it has staying power or not but like it had such a great effect on me and I thought it was so excellent, so I have to put that one on there. And then if we can count Hellblade as a survival horror, which I think
1: The that one part where you're going through the dark and those creepy things are
2: moving around you, that terrified the crap out of me, so yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I think that's what I liked about that section of the game, is that it was almost like it played around with a few different types of of games. Like, you kind of have a puzzle platformer for a second, and then you kind of well, not a platformer, but you know what I mean. Like, anyway, yeah, I'm gonna say Hellblade counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I counted. Yeah, so those are those are my three picks. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's my turn now. Yep, sure is. Um, let me see your
1: phone. <laughs> Why would you put it further away from me? All right. So uh, my number one, actually, I'm gonna go backwards again because it makes more sense. Um, my number three is Shadow of Mordor. I really love that game, so much so that I'm like, how can I get this on PlayStation so I can play it again for trophies? Um, Then my number two is Assassin's Creed Syndicate, because all of the Assassin's Creed games up until Odyssey were all action-adventure. And Elsa has not played a single one of those either, no matter how many times (laughs) I've told her she should. And then my number one is Rise of the Tomb Raider really good. And if you guys haven't played it, which I know
2: Elsa hasn't, you guys should play Well, it. I played, like, the original Tomb Raider games. Like, you know. Wolves are action-adventure. Yeah, but... I they don't... suck. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding.
1: They kinda, the yeah. The controls... <laughs> like... The controls are... Baffling for their time, they were bafflingly difficult. (laughs) For they were for their time, they were a fun time. But have you seen people? I I love seeing videos of people just trying to pick up stuff as Lara in those first games (laughs) because it's it's a like gargantuan endeavor. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you you see Lara like she's like run over and then she has to jump backwards a couple times and then rotate and then she can pick up the thing.
2: How did we get on this? I don't know. Anyway, Aaron, <laughs> what not video game thing are you relying on to get you through quarantine, Aaron? Um,
0: it's a little bit of the same anime, not as much recently. Um, although Kaguya Sama Love is War Season 2 started a few weeks ago, and it is so good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, Zach, yeah, it's so cute and so funny. Holy crap um zach got me into suits recently um if you haven't watched that it's it's basically just a really smartly written show about lawyers basically that's that's the basic premise and the main character actually is a fraud and never went to law school but yeah so yeah it's pretty fascinating
2: i love like yeah like jeff winger I don't know why, but there's something about fraud attorneys that I love so much, (laughs) but I also feel like they make it seem like it would be way too easy to do that. Like, you can kind of tell when you're talking to a person before they even mention that they're an attorney or that they went to law school, you can kind of tell. And there's something about how it just beats you down into a human paste (laughs) (laughs) that, like, oozes from that person sometimes like I enjoy those characters a lot but every once in a while I'm like I think if I met a fraud in real life I'd be able to tell I'd be like you just don't have the despair in your soul that somebody is supposed to have after they leave law school <laughs> that's why Jeff
1: Winger is still a pretty happy person in general
2: yeah I mean Honestly, I mean, happy. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, with the, by the end of the first episode. Uh, mean, like at uh, the very beginning of the series, he's yeah. a pretty happy person. <laughs> as happy kind as he of. can be while still being a jerk, he's while still out. having tar in his soul. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh, a Oh, gosh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's seriously so good. You guys should watch it. And. Even though it gives me PTSD from working for attorneys, it's one of my favorite <laughs> shows ever. Um, but you guys, they're not exaggerating that much. Attorneys are the worst, except for Elsa, of course. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I I am one of them. <laughs> I too am the worst.
0: <laughs> I mean, but you're you're actually a decent human being, and yeah.
1: Well, Aaron, but... you don't live with her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm just try. kidding. That's true.
2: <laughs> I got accused, and you, and I got accused of being a Karen by a coworker today. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I did not like that. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's funny.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. Sometime, um, on a podcast, podcast, padcast <laughs> It might be fun to talk about, like, horrible jobs that we've had because I have so many I stories, you guys. Like, you think that on TV shows they're exaggerating with lawyers being like, go and fetch me this. I shouldn't have to do it myself. It, like, yeah, it's not an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was kind of a tangent. No, but it was a good
2: one because we talked about lawyers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so besides TV, um my dad, he's he's an amazing arranger and um composer and he recently wrote an unaccompanied violin duet for my mom and me. Mm. And it is so good, you guys, but it is way difficult I mean in fact the first draft we made him write it in a different key because it had too many flats and all of these accidentals and flats are a string player's worst enemy um, basically because it's just shoving your fingers closer and closer together so it's uncomfortable and really hard to get in tune so yeah my mom's like yeah you're gonna change the key (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very authoritative like yeah you need to change the key we're not doing this <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I can't
1: wait
2: but to yeah. hear it that yeah. sounds like it's gonna be amazing oh, it's it super awful.
0: good in fact it sounds a lot like a Bach unaccompanied piece and <laughs> nice. feels like playing Bach which is <laughs> very very painful very cramped hands and I don't play enough so like if I try to go straight to that, my hand is just like, "What are you doing to me?" <laughs> and it doesn't want to function anymore. So, yeah, sad times because I don't play enough, <laughs> but someday. <laughs> and today I started the Darkest Timeline podcast with. Oh, nice. Yeah, Joel McHale and Ken Jeong, and I died laughing. It's so great. Um, they're. They get on more tangents than we do, you guys. Yeah. Like, they are worse than we are, if you can believe that is, it.
2: It makes me feel a little better. Uh, yeah. Actually, every time I listen to another podcast now and people go off on tangents, I'm like, well, okay, we're not that bad. I yeah. <laughs> I was listening to My Favorite Murder the other day, and... Um, it takes them, like, 40 minutes to get it to does. the murder.
1: It takes them, like, 40 minutes to get <laughs> to the murder, and I was like, I don't think we need to feel that bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I need to and, listen to that podcast. it It looks it looks like it'd be really fun. Um, it is so good. I really want to.
0: Yeah, but... and they're just they're so great. They play so well off of each other. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this isn't really something I've been doing. It's just um something that is interesting because of the times that we are in and this is how things are happening now but my mom and I went to a drive-by shower oh. <clears throat> and I thought that was really funny because it's like a drive-by shooting <laughs>
1: like can we call it
0: a drive through shower instead?
1: Yeah. We had an invitation to one of those, and I think my it mom's was, response yeah. was something along the lines of, we don't have to go anywhere right now. We're not doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, if I remember correctly, she said, okay, so we've been invited to this shower, and it's, like, drive-by, and I just immediately said, how about Venmo? And she was like, yeah, we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah. We're very lazy we sent we sent a gift we're we sent a gift yeah you did you know you
0: did your part yeah
2: yeah we did the most we could right now
0: (laughs) yeah exactly that's all you can do um and one one more thing that i thought was a really cool gosh sorry a really cool experience and something that she'll remember forever is my cousin's daughter got baptized last week and it was just the immediate family at the church and the bishop and they were wearing masks and everyone else was watching through zoom oh cool yeah it was super cool yeah and my uncle gave a talk from his home through zoom and it's like (laughs) man that is super cool Yes. Yeah. yeah, Very, very memorable.
2: I was That's actually true. thinking that now would be like a really nice time to like get married mm-hmm. because I would just have this built-in excuse to just be like, oh, yeah, we're not doing a reception or anything. We could just get our dad to do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's... Um, yeah, he's... our dad could just... That's true. He's an ordained minister. Yeah, he could he... just marry us.
1: He's going to marry our cousin in... um
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> he's going... <laughs> To marry, <laughs> us, i know our cousin wait for him to his Beyonce. I know that that's how you. That's
1: like the correct way to say it, anyway. But I've always thought it sounds hilarious. Um, but yeah, he's going to he's going to officiate in the wedding of our cousin. Um, yeah, I was thinking yeah, about that in, a while in, in ago. Like, it was like, geez, it's too bad I October don't want to get married
2: to anybody right now, or maybe so. ever. But like now would be a great time to do that. Yeah, because then I could just immediately have an excuse to avoid. I know all of the attention and and dumb wedding stuff yeah and the question i've always had of do i really have
1: to hug everyone in the dumb line at the reception would not be a question because it'd be the answer would be no i don't have to hug anyone i don't have to invite anyone i don't have to have a reception
2: yeah (laughs) it'd be awesome
0: yeah i would be really sad if you guys didn't have a reception
2: i'm sorry that was my favorite part i liked going to your reception was fun your reception was nice (laughs) mine is going to be uncomfortable because everybody can tell that i don't want to be there
0: (laughs) elsa what have you been doing non-video game
2: so i've been doing my part to stimulate the economy by purchasing loads of tarot decks from independent (laughs) artists online (laughs) um honestly though i have gotten some pretty cool tarot decks recently and i've been having fun with that and um a friend of mine has a like a book and that she's kind of compiled together about tarot readings, and it's just I I love this stuff. It's really cool. Mm. Um, and then I've been playing the piano a lot more, mostly due to not going to church. <laughs> um, now, like on Sunday, our parents are like, "Play some." church music for us so like i play the piano more <laughs> she had to put a rule though that we could only do
1: three hymns yeah because our parents wanted to sing like 17 songs and it was driving us crazy Like it was just like it was they'd be just... like should we sing another one and i'd, and be I'd be like, like no i'm so
2: tired let me go <laughs> like i know i'm the like... only person here who can play this instrument but we need to stop <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: only if this is our church if we I do a church that is just hymns i am down with that yeah, yes.
2: like, but it's never just hymns but it's got me playing the piano a lot more again recently which is nice and then i also in addition to all the tarot decks i also purchased a hurdy-gurdy um <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> yeah and i love it i'm i'm So bad at it right now, Um, but it's really cool, and I'm so happy I bought this, and I'm having a lot of fun learning how to play a new musical instrument. And the hurdy gurdy is—it's great. Like, if you're not sure what this sounds like, if you're not sure what this music is, just look it up. Like, it's or just watch The Witcher. Yeah, actually, The Witcher uses a lot of hurdy gurdy in the background. Yeah. Um, and that the, like humming, the like, game droning. and the television show does sound. That's, it's the hurdy gurdy. Oh, I love the hurdy gurdy. It's got a great sound. It's really strange. It's a strange instrument, but it's really fun. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> nice. I have been rewatching The
1: Simpsons. Well, the first eight seasons of The Simpsons. I'm not gonna go past that because I don't really want to watch Zombie Simpsons. Yeah, I've been rewatching The Simpsons. It's been really, really fun. Um, I forgot some of my very favorite episodes are like in the first couple seasons. And like it's been it's been really fun to rewatch the series. Hmm. Um and then the other thing I'm gonna name is video game related, but I requested Elsa put time in this for the schedule and she's just said, write it in yourself and I was like fine, I'll just say it during the last bit. So <laughs> it's there's now like it's it's not like been officially announced but it's kind of been leaked that it sounds like bioware is doing a remaster of the mass effect trilogy and Ooh. i'm really really excited for it and i've been that's part of the reason why i went back and started replaying mass effect again and again um because i was like i'd like seeing that they were going to do the remaster i was like now all I want to do is play Mass Effect again. But I'm really excited for it. And I I just can't wait. And I hope that... Um, I hope that they, like, add in a couple things. I would like some, like little Easter eggs maybe for like future events that happen in the games. Just little things. I'm not talking like big things. I'm not talking bringing Sephiroth in at the beginning of the first chapter, you know, I'm talking about like just little throwaway things like a news report while you're going through the elevator that talks about like something that's mentioned in one of the later games or something fun like that, you know? And I also think it would be really fun if they don't need to change the ending for the third one. But I would like it if they wanted to add in a few other possible endings. Because, like, I'm still going to choose the original endings, except for the control option. I don't really understand that one. If anyone listening to the podcast wants to tell me why you like the control option for the end of Mass Effect 3, that would be great, because I I don't understand it. I
2: thought for a second there that you were going to say, if anyone listening to this has any sort of pull at Bioware, and I was immediately just going to be like, oh, all of the game developers listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't expect that a
1: single game developer is listening to this podcast. But
2: everyone no. all of them they have like a special department in every <laughs> major every major bank game company like Bioware is like waiting with bated breath oh to hear what gosh. we have to say no. about that effect no a game that they a game series which they completed years ago no that's <laughs> not what I was saying
1: Okay, but if there's anyone listening who likes to choose the control <laughs> option for Mass Effect 3, please tell me why you like it, because I do not understand it. It just sounds... it's It just feels like I'm throwing away my ending, you know? Of course, some might say that all the endings in Mass Effect 3 are just throwing away your ending, but I would argue with that. I'm going to cut this.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I just hate the things that I say. <laughs> I always love everything you say. (laughs) I'm done.
1: (laughs) I'm done talking. And Piggy Mm -hmm. left me, so I don't even have that. You have us. Yeah, but I can't pet either of you.
2: (laughs) Well, you could, but I would punch you.
0: I mean, once COVID is over, we'll discuss it.
2: (laughs) We'll discuss petting (laughs) options.
1: I look forward to it. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, let's wrap it up because <clears throat> I am losing my voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, Haven't done so much talking in forever. I know, right?
0: <laughs> How do I end this again? I am do, not I, sure. do I
1: say thank <laughs> For yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I you thought do. we recorded the... it so we no, could no, no, just no. like tack it on no, at the end and we save ourselves record... some trouble. We just recorded the part that uh, urging people to send us emails. I mean, technically, yeah. we recorded um... all of it. <laughs> but we... <laughs> no, but we like to have a new one because okay, Erin, Aaron, Erin's cute, and sometimes she'll throw in new things in there. Like the last time she said something about your princess's social distancing, and it was really adorable. Oh, that was
2: really cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that now.
1: Okay, Erin, say a thing
0: no pressure <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening you guys your princess is not in this podcast unfortunately but maybe she'll be in the next one like it's definitely a possibility
2: just maybe next time <laughs> get their hopes up aaron I'm just looking everywhere for that princess
0: uh. hey thanks for listening we'd love to hear from you your hopes your dreams your loves and fears Message us at Princess in Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess in Another Video. You can also email us at another Podcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.